Now, last year, I called this same wine the wine of the summer. And so here comes 2021, big salt. A year later, do we still feel that way? Tune in to this episode. I can't finish the sentence. <laughs> you know, that would be a very exciting way to start a podcast. But that's just not, that's just not how we do it here. Uh, welcome to the Sick Palette Podcast with Deepa Shreether. Uh, that's me. And today we're talking about our first ever repeat wine label. Um, we're talking about big salt because it's in the height of summer and summer is big salt. Okay. As far as I'm concerned. Also, that's a perfect white wine name, big salt. Come on, get out of here. There is also, also apparently a big salt orange rosé. So I'm trying to get my hands on that. Um, because I obviously really love the OG original, um, but I'm I'm very interested to see to see what what they're doing in Oregon with with a big salt in the orange rosé version. Uh, but today we're talking about we're talking about this this very great Oregon white wine. Um, I think this is a little bit similar to last year's. Uh, version where it's a mix of different kinds of white wine grapes um, collected um, in different parts of Oregon. So what I do love about um, the actual winery that makes this, Oven Wines, is they really do feel like uh, it's two winemakers who have created this label um, and it is about trying to essentially represent where where they're making wine. So um, I feel like it's a lot less traditional in saying, you know, we, we have Cabernet grapes, we're going to make a Cabernet. It's more like we've collected um, this, these amazing grapes from these amazing farmers and we are going to create, we are going to create a wine using low intervention methods, co-fermenting um, different grapes together and and making something wholly new. Um, they do, while I'm saying that, they do also have like a very bomb Pinot Noir that I'm sure I'll talk about in the fall and winter. But um, I, think, I think this is where their roots are. They were established here in 2011, by here, I mean Oregon, not in Texas. <laughs> Keep up, okay? Um, and I, I, I think this is. Um, they, they, I, I think Ovum Wines was wanting to kind of get white wines back, you know, back up on the map. There, they deal with a lot of Riesling, uh, Gewurztraminer, and Muscat. So what consists of the 2021 Big Salt? Also, a very exciting thing is if you can go to their website, you can actually look up the wine tech sheet yourself. Um, and it really gets into what soils um, 
the grapes were harvested in. It talks about the elevation. It can even tell you the harvest dates. Um, and of course, it gives you the ABV, pH, all of that too. Um, and, and really just kind of gives you like a, a nice kind of PDF that gives you all of the information. I think there's actually a lot of uh, these wineries that will put up these sorts of sheets because people people want to know people know more about wine and people also want to know um how did you make this thing um so i would love love more wineries to put up your tech sheet um makes my job easier but also it's just like a really cool thing to have especially let's say you want to buy a case of this and you want to talk about it a little bit to your friends while you are drinking it taking another bottle out from the Yeti cooler because you're outside, right? We're drinking white wine outside. Then this is, you know, this is a nice little thing to have. Uh, So looking at this tech sheet, and it is 50% Riesling, 30% Gewurztraminer, uh, 14% early Muscat, which I don't know what early Muscat means, 3% Sauvignon Blanc, and then 3% it just says others. And I respect that. I respect them being like, you know what? A little bit of something. (laughs) It's something, okay? Sometimes I I choose to believe that too because I feel like, at least in Texas, you get a lot of Mustang grapes, which people don't really use for wine. (laughs) You can use the grape leaves. Uh, You can ferment those grape leaves for a couple months and make some dolmas out of it. It's pretty good. It's not that bad. Grape leaves, also great for all of your cold fermentation needs. It's just a little side aside here. So if any of y'all are are trying to do some half sours in a ceramic crock pot, put in some grape leaves. It'll keep your pickles real crunchy. I'm sure there's like a reason for it, but it helps it out. Um, so it, this is a mix. This is a mix. Um, vineyard info here. It says up to 10 vineyards that were all um, either certified organic or practice similar farming. Now, I like that they said or practice similar farming because to be certified organic means you need to have a lot you, ha- you need to be able to put down the amount of money to be certified organic. So, for instance, it's just because a farm isn't certified organic doesn't mean that farm isn't organic. And um, just like in the farming game, just like in the food game, just like basically any game, if you have more money, then you can appear more legitimate than other people. But if you, if you don't have that money or if you or are unwilling to pay that money, which I also understand, um, you can still be an organic farm. So I like, I like them saying, or practice similar farming. Hell yes. Um, in the production, it was a lot of, like we say, co-fermentation. Co-fermentation as what I am meant uh, to be led to believe is essentially 
you're putting the grapes together. Now, winemakers, correct me if I'm wrong, because I love to be wrong, but I will not correct myself unless you tell me otherwise. Um, but essentially, they're they're not fermenting separately. These bunches of grapes are they're fermenting together, and that kind of gives it a more volatile quote unquote fermentation um, because you have different sugar levels. And um, you've got a lot more wild yeast that's going on because you've got different kinds of producers now. Um, each grape has different sugar amounts. Um, and, you know, native yeast is all around us, just so you know. We're, we're just always dealing. There's, there is yeast in the air. So technically, we're all fermenting at all times. <laughs> um, but... Uh, these grapes are just sort of like working together to create to create this natural environment. Um, the early Muscat and the Gewurz Traminer grapes they were they were uh, doing skin contact for three to twenty four hours. Riesling partial skin con- contact three hours. It says on this text sheet. This text sheet is the shit. Let me tell you. Um. But it's also interesting because when I think of skin contact wines, I am thinking, okay, this is this is something that that has to go on. It's a long process for it to count. It's really cool to see that like this this is a a short process when we're talking about skin contact. I mean, I'm sure with orange wines, it's a longer process, but it's it's really cool to see like three hours makes a difference. Um, gives you gives you a little bit more of an idea of of what it takes and and how how quickly uh, wines can be pronounced. Skin contact three hours. Come on, that's that's um that's why making wine is difficult, y'all. <laughs> every little thing, every little bit, shit is hard. I'm I'm very thankful that in most things in cooking, you can you can keep adjusting as you go. This really kind of gives you a little bit of uh, an eye opener of why winemaking isn't for the weak. Um, and oh, and then on the bottom it gives you like a whole explanation of big salt is a co fermentation rather than a blend. All right, here we go. Meaning we allow. Mother Nature to create complexity rather than attempting to blend the wine after the fact. Okay, okay, guys. Excuse me, Deepa Shreeder here knows a thing or two. Hi, hello, I'm here. I've arrived. Um, so it is. It is essentially they're all living together and making this this sort of wild ferment together. Uh, their notes, and we'll we'll compare to what to what my notes are, but their notes are um, that you're going to get a lot of citrus, uh, bergamot, flamed lemon. Do they mean like flamed lemon? Flamed lemon. Do they just mean like when you roast a lemon? Is that a, is that a cooking term that I don't know about? Flamed lemon? Oh, they're talking about like when you, when you're making like a cocktail. Guys, wine making may be hard, okay? 
No, I'm not going to finish my thought. <laughs> I was about to. I was possibly about to alienate uh, a cohort of, of this food game. And I'm not going to do that. No, no, I'm going to stop right there. So it means flamed citrus peel like you would for an old fashioned. Got it. Um, you got it. You've, essentially, they're saying this is, this, is, this is the height of big citrus energy. Salty white tea uh, is, is part of this, this flavor palette. I don't know if I know what salty white tea tastes like. I know what salt tastes like, and I know what white tea tastes like. We'll, we'll get into it. Um, beeswaxy textures before finishing dry. It does finish dry. I, I truly believe that they, they, they're telling you big salt pairs well with fish tacos, pesto, chicken pasta, pad thai, or just chilling like that. Love this tech sheet, y'all. So, um, as is now the family tradition on Tuesday nights, um, I make the whole family since we're all here in Austin, taste taste the wine that we talk about on the podcast and then I look through my notes um so uh my sister felt like it smelled like nail polish remover but in a good way um and I think I know what she's talking about here um my mom doesn't drink but she she smelled it guys the woman, the woman is learning so quickly. Last time she smelled a wine, she said it smells beautiful. This time she said that she too understands the nail polish remover smell. Now, this is not to say that they didn't enjoy the wine. It's, it's that I think it is so overwhelmingly citrusy that you you do almost get like a harsh harsh alcohol note kind of like when you smell a vodka that's kind of where i felt it was going a little bit obviously it doesn't have um the same effects or the same alcohol level but a little bit of that almost burnt vanilla smell which I think can kind of align with a nail polish remover or vodka. Uh, rounded taste, which I think was also correct. There's a lot of minerality. Um, my, my sister also likened it to how an oyster shell tastes. Uh, my father said that there wasn't really an aftertaste. Um, but we we paired it with a very cucumber, lemon, lime, tomato, and green apple salad, and it did very well with it. Um, so definitely, you want a lot of fresh, raw flavors with big salt. Uh, everyone really loved it, though, which was really awesome. Um, I say really love as my my father will 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 love a white wine as much as he can. <laughs> you know, that's that's really not his cup of tea, but um it it was it was very well received. Um 
how do I compare it to last year's Big Salt? Um, I really love that this this tasted like its own its own thing. It didn't it didn't feel it didn't feel so reminiscent. I think of twenty twenty Big Salt. Um, this this was a little bit brinier. I want to say. Um, I just think they're two very different things. Um, I think last year's big salt was, was more, uh, it it was a cleaner finish. I want to say, because this did have like a very dry aftertaste, this 2021, but I think it sticks with you. I think when my sister says this is how an oyster shell tastes, I think that's exactly correct. It's got more mineral brine. Um, and I really, I really enjoy, I like a white wine that lets you, lets you kind of know it, it exists. And, and this big salt has a lot to say. Um, would I pair this with tamarind? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I think there's a lot going on, but I do think that this can easily get lost. Get lost in the tamarind sauce, for real. I don't think this is something uh, you want to pair with, with another complexity. You want to pair it with essentially something that is going to help help you understand this particular wine's uh, notes. So fresh, 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 fresh salads, crudos. Um, I honestly don't even think like a ceviche. I'm, I'm talking go raw, go fresh. Don't, don't try to, to pair it with something that would be even considered an entree. This is, this is about um, having something light to eat with it because the white wine of it all is, is telling a stronger story or could tell a stronger story than, than whatever you're pairing it with. Or it would either clash or, or just sort of turn to a more generic version of itself if you, if you go too crazy. That, I mean, that's just what it is. So this is, this is a, 100% a perfect pre-party wine, uh, a wine to end the day with, a wine to just kind of sit outside. If you've got like a banging porch, it's, it's summertime. So, you know, the sun is going down. You want to drink a little cold white wine outside. I think about your life. This is great wine to do it with. Big salt. But but as usual, just stellar stuff coming from Ovum Wines. I'm I'm very, very, very into the type of winemaking that they're doing. Um I'm really, really excited about about tasting that new Pinot Noir. I'm also need to get my hands on that big salt orange rose. So hopefully. That'll be a wine review coming your way as well. Um, Let's talk about what's coming up here because we've got a lot coming up on Sick Palette. 
uh, we're finally getting into the fruit wine of it all. I'm so, so excited. So uh, first up on it will be um, some offerings from Fruit Blood, which is the uh, fruit wine um, vineyard, uh, winery, vineyard, winery. Um, I was watching a deer, like, kind of, sort of, go from tree to tree. I was getting lost. I, I wish I had a glass of big salt while watching this deer kind of scurry away through trees. So hot. How are they able to just hold that out? I am uh, trying to tell you something, and I'm, I'm now talking to you about deers. Deer. I know that the plural of deer is deer. <laughs> um, it is the wine company out in Cincinnati, and they are killing it label-wise, branding-wise. I am so excited to try um, fruit wines. I'm so excited to delve into the possibility of fruit wines. I think the future, or partially the future, is fruit wine. It is, I think, so exciting to see a market build um, in this particular category. I think it's going to be something really fun to watch. I think it's opening up uh, this industry, and um, I'm just really, really excited to start talking about fruit wines, man. Um, so that should be, that should be a fun one. Um, got a couple interviews coming down. Hopefully in a month we can start talking events. Um, we got a secret project that will be talked about soon. Hopefully, 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 uh, a lot of work is happening behind the scenes. Newsletter wise, um, I've got, I've got a salt newsletter. We've still got the Jaggery newsletter coming up with a reimagined version of a Canelay um, with a little bit of South Indian POV. And then we also have the wild fermentation newsletter coming up with pizza wave sauce. There's, there's a whole lot of stuff happening through Sick Palette. Um, so... If you are wondering, hey, I'd like to start my free trial. You know what you should do if you want to be really strategic about this? Wait a couple weeks, start your free trial then. You can get like the latest, most amount of content. And then hopefully you just kind of stick around because you like how it feels. You know, try it on. Try it on for size. And that will like Stitch Fix does. Yes, this is podcast newsletter stitch fix here for you. Uh, all right, I'm out of here. Um, and I will talk to you guys very soon. Goodbye. Go, go buy some big salts. <laughs>